We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network, the number one podcast network for today's Kansas City sports fans. With former players from your favorite teams, informed perspectives, and former insiders, this is the place for you. KC Sports Network is proudly presented by Emprise Bank, your partner in Possible. What's up, Chiefs Kingdom? Hope you're out there having a great Friday. Appreciate you for spending part of your day with us. I guess you could be listening to this podcast or watching this video over the weekend, but this is KCSN Update, your daily Chiefs podcast and video from us here at KC Sports Network. I'm BJ Kissel, founder of KCSN and former Chiefs insider and sideline reporter. It's Friday, which means we are going to be joined by pro football focuses Trevor Sikama to talk some key matchups for the Chiefs and 49ers coming up on Sunday afternoon from California. So let's not waste any more time and let's bring on Trevor right now. Trevor, it's been a week. How are things going in your world right now? Oh, they're fantastic, man. Another fantastic week of NFL football. We're getting closer to the trade deadline. Every fan base is so fired up on social media, whether they're trying to trade off their players, whether they're trying to trade for players. You got key matchups every week as we're starting to get into the bye weeks as well. So, of course, it's a wonderful week in the NFL world once again. And I got to ask because it's the hot topic all week uh, in Chiefs Kingdom. We've talked trade de- trade deadline. Brian Burns, the name he gets thrown out a lot, but right, yeah. uh, the most popular one because I mean it. We're borderline like flight tracker, uh, like scouring the internet <laughs> for where are these private planes coming from. Like that's the next iter- like that's the next step uh, in Chiefs fans right now with Odell Beckham Jr., um, who by all reports for for people paying attention is not healthy yet right now he is not going to play on sunday coming off that acl injury but i want to get your take uh, on somebody who's followed the nfl so closely what could an odell beckham jr do with his skill set within this chiefs offense at this point in his career uh look as i'm a huge odell fan i love odell beckham jr but there's no doubt about it that he is not the same wide receiver that he was his first three years when he was with the New York giants, which goodness BJ, that seems like, and (laughs) that seems like a lifetime ago. And Odell can absolutely still bring something to an offense as he has gotten older, as he has continued to play in the game more, he has become very savvy. He is still a good athlete, even through the injuries that he has suffered. Um, throughout his career. I think that he is still going to be a good athlete, even when he comes back from this ACL tear. So even though he is not ready yet, make make no difference about it. He could absolutely help a team. And of course he's going to want to go to a contender, the chiefs, 
absolutely a contender. I looked this up just as you were saying this. The number three on the roster is available, which is key because now he's not going to have to pay anybody to get that number if he goes to the Kansas City Chiefs. But look, with the Chiefs trying to, I mean, I, I'm, I'm saying trying to replace Tyreek Hill like it's a narrative that we're talking about in the preseason, but they know what they're doing. It's a little bit shorter of an offense this year. They're getting the ball out of Patrick Mahomes' hands a little bit quicker. The average depth of target's a little bit less than it has been in the last couple of years, although it was pretty similar last year. I did look that up. Odell can basically help you in any way that you want. If you want things to get more vertical, he's got a ton of experience doing that. If you want him to be a yards after the catch receiver, he showed that he can be that as well. He showed that with the Los Angeles Rams, certainly. Um, So we, we know that that's not that far away. Ultimately, no, this is not the same player that he was with the New York Giants. But that doesn't mean that he's not going to be able to help you out, even in a big way. There's a reason why Odell is taking this massive, what looks like recruiting st- recruiting <laughs> tour yeah. from a five-star high school player. It's because every team in the NFL would want a wide receiver that has the ceiling that Odell does. And even his name, even his presence on the field commands attention, even if he's not still that same guy that he was making the highlights early on when he was with the Giants. When Odell, when number three is on the field, you have to pay attention to him. Absolutely. So there's so many advantages to him getting on the field, and who knows if it ends up being the Chiefs, but I will say if playing for a contender is really number one on his list, very high on his list, what more could you want playing for Kansas City and getting to play with Patrick Mahomes? Basically, it'd be a toss-up if the Bills won him too, and, and obviously we saw yes. what kind of a back-and-forth matchup that was last week. So Chiefs should absolutely be in the conversation for him, even if he's not the guy he was early in his career. And the thing I think, Trevor, that stands out to me the most, based on the conversations that you and I even had last week going into that Chiefs-Bills game, is the amount of man coverage being played against the Chiefs offense right now, Mm -hmm. which they haven't seen. It's not like they have. They have answers. You have man beaters. It's not like they don't practice that stuff. But teams over the last four years wouldn't dare play a lot of man against the Chiefs. And now they're having to kind of sort through some things where Patrick Mahomes, the windows are a little tighter having to come up with some new answers to some things. And they're figuring it out, obviously, this is still the number one scoring offense. We've talked about it all week. But uh, to me, the Odell thing is so much more about getting more teams out of man coverage quite as much as they've been playing. Uh, but one little note on the number situation, uh, Jan Stenerud, uh, the Pro Football Hall of Fame kicker, was number three, and that is a retired number. Oh, no. Kansas City. So, okay, okay. Uh, hopefully right. that doesn't affect his decision. <laughs> Uh, to come to Kansas City, you never know how much those things mean. But, Man, now we can't. Uh, e- now we can't even pay for the number. All right, BJ, this might go into it. This we might. Maybe Jan, we I don't know how any of that dreams here. I don't either. I don't know how any of that works. Jan's around a lot. He's one of the ambassadors. He does a lot of stuff. He's around Kansas City a lot. So maybe they'll make an exception. I don't know how any of that stuff works. So oh man, don't quote me on any of that. But um, what intrigues you most? Let's talk a little bit about this matchup coming up. Um, between the Chiefs and 49ers on Sunday. Just what intrigues you the most uh, about these two teams meeting on Sunday? Yeah, well, look, everybody likes to talk about, oh, you know, it's a Super Bowl rematch from many years ago. But I always, I kind of hate those stats because it's like the teams are different. They've all, they both evolved in different ways, even though some of the names are similar on the teams. Um, the offenses and the defenses, they're going about things a little different way. And as we know in the NFL, the margin for error is so slim that when you make those little adjustments, it could mean everything in the world. A team, you could be preparing for a team entirely in an entirely different way. For me, when it comes to offense versus offense, it's it's hard to imagine the 49ers can really keep up with the Chiefs if the Chiefs do what they need to do. Of course, Kansas City, number one scoring offense in the NFL. San Francisco, I think they're right around 20 points a game, and they're sitting right around 21st, 20th in the NFL in points per game. 
I just don't think that they have, even with the late Christian McCaffrey ad, which I guess they're saying that he's going to play a couple of snaps this weekend, which is kind of crazy. Even with (laughs) Christian McCaffrey being on the field, uh, it's, I don't think they, the Niners have enough at the quarterback position to really be able to keep up with the chiefs, even for as good as a defense as, as San Francisco has, I still think Kansas city should absolutely have the advantage in this one. I will say though, that I looked this up, Jimmy G, I think a lot of people would say, Hey, he's good for giving you one or two turnovers a game. Like the accuracy's not there. He'll give you a couple of boneheaded throws. And even though that has been the case at times, he actually has one of the lowest turnover worthy play percentages that we have in pro football focus for starting quarterbacks. So compared to how many times he has thrown the ball and how many times he has put it in harm's way, he is better at that this year. So Chiefs fans who were out there thinking, oh, we're guaranteed to win the turnover battle by at least one or two because Jimmy G's good for one of those a game might not be as much of a guarantee this week. So it yeah. is going to be a little bit more methodical. I certainly don't think the Chiefs are going to be blowing out the Niners, given how good the Niners' defense is. But the the advantage still be should still be in their corner because of how limited I think the Niners' offense is right now. We saw that last week especially. Yeah, It'll be interesting to see Christian McCaffrey, if he does get any packages or what he gets out there. Because yeah. uh, I referenced this earlier in the week. I saw a tweet from Ben Fennell. Uh, it said that Jimmy G is tied for second in the NFL with the most passes thrown at the line of scrimmage at like 24% uh, is the number that he had thrown out there. So um, key to this one, at least for me defensively, before we get into your key matchups, just those def- Chiefs defensive backs coming up and making plays. Luxurious need. Uh, it's Willie Gay Jr. coming back after, after his four-game suspension. You know that Jimmy G, a lot of his passes, short, middle, not a lot of outside the numbers, not a lot of deep down the field. And so that middle of the field, that's where Willie Gay kind of roams and no, he's going to be looking to make an impact uh, coming back from him. But it also makes sense why a guy like Christian McCaffrey fitting with a quarterback like Jimmy G and what they can do together mm-hmm. uh, makes sense. Um, so it, if he is out there, it'll be uh, another player to keep an eye on. It's still um, not to not to be too negative on Dim- Jimmy G because respect what he's done throughout his career. And he's a solid NFL quarterback to your point yeah. makes the plays, but uh, it's not Josh Allen on the other side. Right. And, uh, right. Right. Some of the people that some of the teams, the chiefs have played, it's not that level um, of offense that you have to worry about. So, and kind of, kind of like the same uh, way of thinking that we were just discussing with Odell. Yeah. Christian McCaffrey's probably going to get out to the West coast, maybe sometime today. So he's going to get the playbook. He's probably going to cram it. Cause that's like who he is. And he's going to try and get in as many plays as possible. I think it was Schefter or maybe it was Rappaport tweeted out that it's probably just going to be more like red zone package plays. Like, can you get him in there in very specific situations? Like Shanahan would say, Hey, don't worry about a lot of the between the twenties kind of a thing. When we get in the red zone, learn our red zone playbook and we'll probably throw you in there. And the reason why they're going to throw him in there is because for as much as you want to say, he's only had two days, two days with the team. It's still Christian McCaffrey. And like Odell, yeah. you have to pay attention to him because this guy's been running routes for forever. Shanahan's going to try to make a lot of the terminology very easy for him to understand. And we've seen the kind of damage that he could do as a wide receiver. So if you kind of focus in what he's saying, be like, hey, just be a red zone guy for us this week. Learn everything that you can in the red zone. The Chiefs can't go, can't look at him in the backfield or maybe even line up as a slot receiver and say, ah, oh, that guy's only been there for two days. It's they're gonna say, ah, oh, that's Christian McCaffrey. So you have to pay yeah. attention to it. And I'm very, very intrigued to see if the game ends up playing in a way where that becomes advantageous for them. 
Yeah, you put him and Debo next to each other. You put Debo in the flat, have him run a little Texas route, and then just right. play a middle middle game with the linebackers. That that could be kind of scary. And Jimmy G's uh, good enough, and that fits his skill set of yep. what uh, he likes to do and what he can do. But let's get into your key matchups for this game. Uh, what have you got for us for the first thing that you're watching for on Sunday? So I'll, I'll flip sides, and, and I'll talk about the San Francisco 49ers linebackers. And I'll, I'll just say before we get into this conversation, incredible defense that D'Amico Ryans is coaching there with the 49ers. I mean, this is a murderer's row of teams that the chiefs have had to face back to back with the bills defense. And then the Niners defense, because if there are areas of the bills defense where they're not number one in the league, Niners probably are and vice versa. These are the two best defenses that we have in the NFL. So it's, it's a tough, it's a tough draw of the schedule here for the chiefs, but they're linebackers, the Niners linebackers, Fred Warner, probably the best linebacker in the NFL, I would say. And a guy next to whom, who I think was underrated for a long time, really good athlete at the position, and a guy who is really coming into his own in Dre Greenlaw. Very, very interested to see how well those guys play up against Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey, obviously without Tyreek Hill there, is the guy that they run their entire passing offense through. He is their main threat, leads them in targets, leads them in receptions, receiving yards, first downs, receiving touchdowns, everything. Niners, these two guys, they're pretty good at covering tight ends. Dre Greenlaw, 83.8 coverage grade versus tight ends this year. He's allowed nine catches on nine targets, but only for 45 yards against tight ends. This is Fred Warner, 72.8 versus uh, in coverage versus tight ends. Five targets, only three catches for 20 yards. So 65 yards allowed to tight ends between the two of these guys on this season. Uh, Niners are a top five team in the NFL when it comes to EPA per play against tight ends in the passing game. So they are limiting how explosive, how effective, uh, and how good another team can be when targeting tight ends. Now, I will say this. Ain't many, if any, like Travis Kelsey. He is truly one of one, so it's very different here. This is going to be their toughest challenge yet, but they seem to be ready for it. They seem to have a good game plan for it. These are great athletes. These are smart linebackers. And this is going straight at trying to take away a strength of what the Chiefs do. So I am very, very intrigued to see how well these linebackers can collectively play against Kelsey and whatever else the Chiefs are going to do over the middle. Yeah, that's going to be the the challenge every week. And to go from facing Matt Milano, who's uh, one of the other best linebackers <laughs> yeah. in the NFL, and his we saw his speed stand out with a lot of things they try to do um, horizontally and kind of stretching the defense, which seems to be what the Chiefs are trying to do. Um, they're not really going vertical a whole lot. We know Andy Reid, at least with Alex Smith back in the day, um, years ago, it, everything was horizontal. You can't sp- stretch them vertically, stretch them horizontally. Right. Um, but when you have linebackers that can run, I mean, we saw it in the Super Bowl against the Bucs uh, when you got Devin White and Levante David out there running and, and chasing a lot of that stuff down. You can't uh, spread them out horizontally as much as I know Andy Reid likes to do, regardless of who's quarterback. But um, it's a good matchup. Any time you're talking about Travis Kelsey, the offense, the Chiefs offense obviously runs through Kelsey. It was one of the the big things going into that game, not to go too far back and keep going back to the Bills game, but you and I had talked about how much zone coverage they had played and that you kind of expected there to be a big game from Travis Kelsey from a yardage perspective because he's Mm -hmm. so good at finding those soft spots. Same thing with Juju Smith-Schuster, and we saw that kind of play itself out that he got a little bit of space, got that big body out down the field, made some plays uh, in the passing game, but Let's move on to your second key matchup in this one. What do you got for us? Well, if uh, if Nick Bosa plays, which it looks like he is, then once again, extremely tough ask on the Chiefs offensive line to go from Von Miller one week to Nick Bosa in the next. Nick Bosa, 
leads the NFL in pressures this year, despite playing in only five games. We saw what kind of a game record Von Miller was able to be. And when the margin of victory is that thin, when you have a guy who can make a play like that at the end of the game, clearly made all the difference in the world, getting that final interception for Buffalo. Bosa is one of those guys who can really wreak havoc. Now, Patrick Mahomes is about as good as you could be under pressure. And so that is encouraging if you're a Chiefs fan. When you look at their offensive tackles, Orlando Brown Jr. and Andrew Wiley, both of those guys, bottom 10 in the NFL for all offensive linemen when it comes to pressures allowed. I think Orlando Brown is allowed 22, and I think Wiley is 20, or maybe that might be flipped, but it's one of those two. So those guys are bottom 10 in the NFL right now, and those pressures allowed. You are going up against a damn good one in Nick Bosa. I think Drake Jackson's also coming along as well on the other side of things. It doesn't look like they're going to have a Reek Armstead. He's still not practicing, so we'll kind of have to see about that. But even if that's going, even with that being the case, Bosa can be a game wrecker. And that, for as cliche and as obvious as a matchup as this might be, it has to be on here because it's pivotal. We saw how much uh, one or two splash plays can make the difference in the NFL last week with, with Vaughn Miller. And it doesn't get any easier with Nick Bosa. So if he's fully healthy, if he's full go, then, um, you know, that that's just going to be something that the offensive lineman got to step up a little bit more. Yeah, I think for Chiefs fans, it was interesting to hear uh, Coach Reed when asked about, you know, at what point do you make the decision to keep guys in, keep a tight end and chip or use a running back coming out of the backfield mm-hmm. to chip and kind of help out with some of the tackles. Uh, and Andy Reed um, paraphrased a little bit, basically just said, Patrick Holmes is pretty elusive. Right. <laughs> like we like what we do. And he's just like, you know what? He can get out of it. Uh, we don't want to take guys out of routes or, you know, change the uh, schemes of what our offense is doing, how the routes all work together to create space and move guys around defensively, uh, depending upon the coverages that they're facing. We've talked a lot about that um, here in KCSN about the way that the chiefs offense works with their route combinations and the way that it's kind of like a uh, Chris Conley said it years ago. And I've, I've used it several times. It's like a living, breathing thing. You know, they, they go out they re- they call concepts. They don't necessarily call plays uh, when they go out to line up. So that's why it puts so much on the receivers, especially young ones, like a sky more, people wondering why is he not out on the field more it's like it's not as simple as they call a play and he goes and runs a one route and that's all he's supposed to know Mm -hmm. he's got to read the defense and figure out where the leverage are and the option routes and if he does the wrong thing he's pulling a defender into an area that Patrick Mahomes does not expect that guy to be and that's not what Patrick Mahomes wants and he'll let you hear about it afterwards about not being in that right spot but yeah I think Anytime there's a third and long or third and seven, eight situation where, you know, I mean, even third and three, the Chiefs are passing. Uh, But you see Bosa lined up and it looks like it's going to be a one on one situation. That's going to be uh, something that a lot of Chiefs fans have their eye on. Uh, But real quick, before we get into your third matchup, uh, we know that those are exciting plays and you get Chiefs getting a third and long and you can make every play feel that exciting with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL and their unbeatable offers right now. New customers can bet any five dollar NFL bet and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. And check this out. In addition to the usual bets, everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings stepped up same game parlays. And looking ahead, the Chiefs are now just two point favorites on the road against the 49ers with an over under of 49 points. So that line was three. It has dropped down to two for the Chiefs, and the over-under has gone up. I don't know if that's a Christian McCaffrey uh, deal or if it's just how 
all the betting has been going on throughout the week. But to make things even sweeter, you can throw down on stepped up same game parlays once per game day all season long. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code KCSN to get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Just place a $5 bet on any football game only at DraftKings Sportsbook using code KCSN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details and fans while you're out there if you're watching this on youtube let us know in the comment section what kind of impact you could expect uh christian mccaffrey to make we want to know what your opinions are uh, and we'll share those next week when we get back on here during the bye week with trevor we're gonna have to be creative with what we talk about so we'll bring some of those uh expectations that you guys have for this game between the chiefs and niners and what uh the new running back for the san francisco 49ers and christian mccaffrey might be able to do uh, but trevor let's get to your third key matchup between the chiefs and niners on sunday yeah i'm, I'm very curious how the Chiefs can utilize speed against the San Francisco 49ers defense. I think it's it's very intriguing that the Niners play single high at a top 10 rate. They're still a team that likes to do things in cover three, likes to do things in cover one, when a lot of the blueprint on what you do versus teams like the Chiefs is play too high. Now, they're not afraid to do that. They still have the ability to do that, especially if Talanova Hufanga and Jamie Ward are both back at safety, both of those guys rangy, smart enough to be able to play those two high shells. But they do seem to prefer when they get more aggressive. I know they'd love to use Hufonga as that guy who is a rat hole defender or a guy who can just come down into the box because of his physicality. He's made a lot of plays on the ball, uh, whether the ball has been in the air for interceptions and pass deflections or whether it's just sticking his, his shoulder pad in there for really quick tackles when stuff happens over the middle. How are the 49ers going to deploy their defense against the Chiefs this week is something that I'm looking for. Because when you look at their press coverage reps, they're just 21st in the NFL in press coverage. They're playing a lot more off. They're kind of, I always, I'm hesitant to use the word soft because people think that soft is like an automatically negative thing. And it's not necessarily automatically a negative thing, especially if it's calculated correctly. And especially if it's to your player's strengths. But they are giving wide receivers space off the line of scrimmage. Chiefs, more of a team that's trying to, as you said, stretch things horizontally than they are vertically this year. I think that that goes towards the kind of coverages that they've been facing. But what is that going to look like? Is D'Amico Ryan's going to change what he has been doing most of the year? Or is he going to line up and say, we're one of the best defenses in the NFL. We play single high more than most teams in the NFL. We're going to stick to it if they get their players back. And and I I just wonder if that's how they're going to attack things. Because if not, there is a chance for guys like Juju Smith-Schuster, Miko Hardman, Valquez, Marquez Valdez-Ganley, who's a little more of a deep threat kind of a guy. But you can yeah. get that speed. You can unlock that speed underneath if the Niners are consistently giving you space and free releases off the line of scrimmage. So... Looking forward to that matchup. I also wonder how often the Chiefs are going to go after Diamondor Lenore, the cornerback for San Francisco, who's really stepping in because Emmanuel Mosley went down. He was more of their slot corner. Now he's kind of their, their number two corner there. Lowest passing grade by far of everybody that they have on that defense. And I went back and I watched uh, a lot of his receptions that he gave up this year. It's not like he's getting beat like a drum. It's not like, uh, all right, we're targeting this guy no matter what. But teams do seem yeah. to be going after him. He does seem to be giving up a little bit more space than the other secondary players. He's given up the most receptions, the most yards, the most first downs. And so I wonder if they're going to consistently target him with a guy like Juju Smith-Schuster, who, like you said, you get the ball in his hands. He can do a lot of magic after the catch. 
those kinds of things. So mainly my uh, my third point is just what is D'Amico Ryan's going to do? Is he going to stick to what he's been doing so far this season, playing a lot more single high? Or are we going to see a change in structure, a trusting of that speed, putting the safeties back, playing more too high shells, and seeing kind of what happens from there? Yeah, the injury report will be something to pay attention to, too. Definitely. Uh, as we get closer to it, Eric Armstead has been out and looking at it right now. Eric Armstead hasn't practiced so far this week with a foot ankle injury. Uh, we know what he can do up front. And then uh, Talona Hafunga, the guy that you're talking about that yeah. I talked about with Brett on um, on Wednesday saying that he's a player. He's very much like Troy Polamalu. Dude, the way that he was being described as a guy that trains with him. Trains with him. He's got the long hair, but a player that's number 29 that if he's out on the field, Chiefs fans are going to to find that dude. And then 54, uh, you know, Fred Warner, not an injury guy, but somebody to pay attention to. Yeah. Um, but, you know, Nick Bosa didn't play last week with that groin injury. Something to pay attention to. Traverius Ward hasn't practiced this week with the groin injury. It looks like he's trending not to play in this one. But Mfunga is dealing with a concussion and hasn't practiced so far this week. So his participation uh, today on Friday, later today, when we get that report, since it's West Coast, it's going to come super late. Right. It won't be till probably 630 at night before we get that report. But uh, seeing if he's going to play in this game for a player that a lot of Chiefs fans are probably not familiar with ends up being a very key piece of the 49ers defense and what we could see on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, all right, I'm going to put you on the spot now. What are you expecting to see between these two teams? What is uh, a prediction of sorts for you, Trevor? <sighs> two of the best head, two, two, two of the best head coaches in the NFL going going head up against each other. Um, uh, offense coordinator Eric Bieniemy and a defense coordinator Demico Ryan's guys who have gotten a lot of buzz for potential head coaching spots across the NFL over the last couple of seasons. Um, Demico Ryan's more so as of late, but it seems like Eric Bieniemy is always yeah. in those conversations as well, just because of how well um how 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 well that team has played over the years it's funny i think i read this quote from they i'm pretty sure it was b enemy he was like you know it's funny you can read the injury report for other teams all week long but everybody wants to suit up to play the chiefs and so like when sunday yeah. comes around if you have a chance to play then you're going to play and i think that's what's going to be the case with a lot of these guys who are injured for the 49ers yeah. so they were a very beat up team last week i think they're going to get bosa back they're going to get trent williams back i know ward hasn't practiced yeah. but from everything that i read people are saying that he's trending towards playing actually so hmm. i think he's going to be out there i think jimmy ward's going to be out there as well um and i think talanova hufonga is going to play because he had a concu- okay. he had a concussion, he passed the concussion test during the game last week. But then it was one of those things, the new rules where he had another concussion yeah. test on Monday and he didn't pass that one. But he, I think that it, I think a lot of people are saying he's probably going to suit up and play on Sunday. It's just a little bit of a different protocol that they have this year. So Niners should yeah. be close to full strength back, how you would want it. Two of the best best head coaches in the NFL. I think it's going to be close. I think it's going to be something similar to what the Buffalo Bills score was, where it's like 24 to 20 or 20 to 17, something like that. I think that that's probably going to be the score, but I've got to believe that the Chiefs have the ingredients for the recipe that is a win this week. It's always going to be tough going up against Kyle Shanahan because he's without a doubt going to give the Chiefs their their best shot. But I do think the Chiefs are going to pull this one out. All right. There you have it from 
pro football focus. That is Trevor Sikama. Trevor, uh, talk a little bit about It's Just Football. I'm not going to ask you to promote what you got going on because I know what you got going on. Tell us a little bit about what It Just Football is and where people can find it. Yeah, fun daily show that we're doing on PFF's YouTube every day at 11 a.m. It's just an hour-long show. We're talking everything around the NFL. Uh, Friday, on Friday's episode, we have a lot of fun. We're doing uh, NFL trivia, which is always a good time that we do every single week. We get in with the chat, and it's us on the set versus the people in the chat uh, for some <laughs> trivia, so that's always a good time. We're also going to be chatting with Seattle Seahawks defensive rookie of the year candidate Tariq Woolen. So if you miss it live, then you can go on YouTube and you can see that as well. But looking forward to that too. Awesome. Well, there you have it, Trevor. Appreciate it as always. We'll catch up with you next week as the Chiefs will be in a bye week. We'll get a little creative uh, with the conversation next week. Hopefully, talking about a Chiefs victory. And and I agree with you. If Chiefs fans are looking at this being some sort of blowout because they're not playing the Bills, this is not going to be that kind of game. Um, although I did say that against when they played uh, your beloved Bucks, that this is not going <laughs> to be a get-right game for the Chiefs offense. They came out on absolute fire. So we'll see what happens on Sunday. But that's it for today's KCSN update. Appreciate everybody out there for watching and or listening to this episode. We appreciate your support of what we got going on. We've got plenty more content getting you ready for the Chiefs and Niners on Sunday. But uh, until then, see you on the next Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.